0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Cap Rack. It is Monday, August 24th. Uh, We got nine MLB games today, four NBA games, and two NHL games to break down. Uh, So I'm going to start with the MLB here. The first game of the day is going to be at 310 Eastern. Uh, We got the 13-13 Toronto Blue Jays against the 19-10 Tampa Bay Rays. That's Tanner Roark, who's got a 4.7 ERA, 2-1, against Blake Snell, 2-0 with a 3 ERA here. Uh, The line is Tampa Bay minus 220. The total set at eight and a half. Um, I think the Rays are going to take this one. The line's a little steep. If you want to throw them in a parlay, I think that's a good option here. But uh, Roark has been kind of middle of the line for uh, Toronto this year and and really hasn't um, put them over the edge here. I mean, he's not expected to. He's kind of an aging veteran. He's really just a stopgap at the moment. But uh, yeah, I think the Rays should take this one for sure. So if you want to throw the Rays in a parlay at minus 220, I would not uh, advise against that. I think it's a pretty good play. Um, but taking it straight at minus 220 is probably not a move. So I'm going to move on. At 6 o'clock, we have the Miami Marlins um, against the Washington Nationals. Pablo Lopez going for the Marlins. Austin Voth going for the Nationals. Lopez is 2-1 with a 2.4 ERA. Voth uh, 0-2 with a 5 ERA. Uh, the Marlins are 11-11, and so they haven't completely... Um, Had the wheels fall off yet, but, I mean, I'm sure it's coming because they don't really have too much talent. I mean, Derek Jeter's been doing a good job in the front office by bringing in guys that can compete and actually play baseball there, but they're still the Marlins as of now. Um, the Nationals are underperforming a little bit. I mean, they haven't been able to hit here. They started off a little bit slow, um, but I think they're going to be able to get back to it. Um, I'm going to stay away from this game. The line is fairly even. You got the Nationals at a minus 121 favorite. Uh, total set at nine. I'm going to stay away from this both ways. I think the Marlins can eke out a win here, but I also don't see a reason why the Nationals couldn't win at home. But yeah, this is definitely a stay away game for me. Then at seven o'clock, we have the Chicago Cubs and Alec Mills on the mound and then, uh, playing against the Detroit Tigers and Casey Mize. Casey Mize making his second, uh, start in the MLB in his career. Uh, first one at home, actually, uh, Alec Mills is two and two with a 4.7 ERA. Casey Mize, 0-0 with a 6.23 ERA. He struck out seven uh, White Sox hitters over four and a third innings in his Major League debut on Tuesday. He got a no uh, no decision. Um, yeah, but 6.23 ERA is not great. I mean, he still got the no decision. He kept his team in the game, but I, I don't know. He didn't get a quality start only because he didn't throw five innings, but I'm going to stay away until we see more of Casey Mize here. He's got a live arm. I mean, he'll he'll be able to compete at the MLB level and really be a guy that the Tigers are going to look to to kind of hold down that rotation. But for now today, I think I want to make a play on Mills here, but I I don't really know if taking him at minus 140 is good value here on the Cubs. Like, their lineup is a lot better than the Tigers. I mean, their whole team is better than the Tigers, but it's just a starting pitching issue. Like, Mize pitched well, so it kind of scares me off a little bit. The Tigers have taken some games for me in the past, so – I'm going to leave that right there and move on to the next 7-10 game of the day. We got a really good pitching matchup, uh, the Twins versus the Indians. Kenta Maeda going for the Twins, um, Aaron Savali going for the Indians. The line, again, fairly even at minus 110. Um, I'm actually going to take the Twins for one of my picks today. I'm um, backing Kenta Maeda on the mound. He's actually 3-0 with a 2.27 ERA. Uh, Savali is 3-2 with a 2.9 ERA. Uh, Maeda... Is coming off of his best start of the year, I think he went eight and he went eight innings. He pitched into the ninth, he didn't get an out. Uh, he, his no hitter was actually broken up um, with no outs, and this little bloop single wasn't hit very well, kind of off the hands, uh, right over the second baseman's head. But so has been doing good in that rotation for the Indians here. That's been struggling after Clevenger and Plisak kind of were dismissed from the team for now. Um, he's been holding it down there. Um, I, I like the Twins, I think their lineup is just. Ten times better than the Indians, and the Indians are in- inconsistent. There, they've been winning games at seventeen and eleven, but um, I'm going to back Mayeda, who's absolutely on a tear right now. I think minus one ten is a really good price, even though the Twins are on the road. I think this is a a good spot to take the Twins. So, Twins minus one ten for sure. Then at eight ten, we have the Cincinnati Reds and Trevor Bauer on the mound against the Milwaukee Brewers and Brett Anderson. Um, Brett Anderson and the Brewers are plus one fifteen home dogs um, against Bauer. Uh, Reds sitting at minus 135 on the money line. The total is at eight and a half. I'm actually going to back the Cincinnati Reds and Trevor Bauer. Um, Bauer and Sonny Gray have been really putting together a campaign worthy of both of those guys kind of being a one-two punch, the best one-two punch in baseball so far. Um, As far as starting rotation goes, um, you look at teams kind of like the Mets with DeGrom and Syndergaard, obviously Syndergaard out this year um, due to surgery. But look, I don't, I mean, you'd go up there with the Nationals with Scherzer and Strasburg. Both of them are getting older. Scherzer are a little bit older than Strasburg. But Bauer and Sonny Gray are arguably the best one-two punch in the big leagues right now. And I'm going to ride uh, Trevor Bauer and the Reds at minus 135 today. Then the next game at 815 Eastern, we have the Royals with Brad Keller on the mound against the Cardinals and Jack Flaherty. Uh, the Cardinals are minus 183 on the money line, total set at 8. Now I'm going to have no play on this. Uh, I think the Cardinals should take this, but the line at minus 180 is a little bit steep. Uh, Flaherty hasn't necessarily pitched all that well this year. Um, Earlier in the year, he was on a pitch count, and then he came back and had his first start in about, I think it was three weeks against the Cubs. He allowed one run in an inning and two-thirds on 41 pitches, but um, you're gonna have to turn to the bullpen here, probably, um, as he's not stretched out completely. Um, but Brad Keller has been dominant. I mean, three and zero with a zero ERA he has not let up a single earned run all year. Um, Seventeen and two thirds scoreless innings straight. Um, but I, I think the Cardinals do end up taking this one. But I don't know. The line is a little, uh, a little fishy there. Then at eight o'clock to ne- today, I went a little bit out of order here in times, only by a matter of like five ten minutes, but it's all right. Um, we got the Oakland Athletics with Jesus Lazardo on the mound, a left-hander um, against Lance Lynn and the Texas Rangers. It's in Texas. Um, the Athletics are actually road favorites at minus 142, so pretty steep uh, for a road favorite. And, um, Texas Rangers coming in at plus 122, got the total set at seven and a half. Um, I talked about Trevor Bauer and Sonny Gray earlier. Uh, Lance Lynn is much of the same this year um, for the Rangers. He's 3-0 with a 1.37 ERA. He's making a strong case for Cy Young already um, early in this year. He's... We're about a third of the way through, maybe a little bit more than a third of the way through uh, this season. Probably about half at this point, which is crazy. Um, but Lancelin has been pitching unbelievably well. Uh, Lazardo's two and zero with a three point six ERA. Um, he was the A's number one pitching prospect, and uh, last time out he threw six and a third scoreless innings, struck out seven in a win over the Diamondbacks. But before that, I mean, he was a, he was struggling a tiny bit um, over one or two starts. Um, but I'm going to trust the steady Lance Lynn here. I mean, he's figuring it out, and he's really making a case here as being one of the best pitchers in baseball earlier this year. So um, I'm going to take a play on the Rangers at plus-122 on the money line. Um, and then moving on for two more games today at uh, 9-10, we have the Angels with uh, Patrick Sandoval on the mound against Framber Valdez and the Houston Astros. Uh, Sandoval 0-3 with a 5.4 ERA. Framber Valdez 2-2 with a 1.7. Um Valdez is really, really putting it together this year. He's a really good left-handed arm for the uh, Houston Ashers. As I was about to say the Rockets. Um, he's let, let up three earned runs in 20 and two-thirds innings um, over his last three starts, and he held the Rockies to one run in nearly eight innings on Wednesday in Denver, which is unbelievable considering uh, Coors Field and the fact that um, they they score a crap ton of runs in that stadium. So. The Astros are minus 155 on the money line. I'm actually going to make them another play uh, for today to round that out at four for the MLB. Um, I think Valdez uh, gets it done today. The Angels lineup is, I mean, it should be good. It's very weak. In, I mean, not very weak, but it's very inconsistent. Um, but there's guys at the top of that lineup, obviously, with Mike Trout. You got Anthony Rendon in there, who they just signed. Uh, Shohei Otani. You got uh, David Fletcher in there. But, the I mean, I don't know. I think the Astros can definitely get this done, uh, especially at minus 155 at home. Uh, they've really, really been turning around. They're sitting at they're sitting at 15 and 13. Um, they were, I think, seven and 10 at some point. So they are on a little bit of a winning streak over their last 10. But moving on at 9:40, we have the uh, Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Ryan Castellani on the mound for the Rockies against Merrill Kelly and the d uh, Diamondbacks minus 160 on the money line total set at nine and a half. Castellani's 0 and 1 with a 3.7 ERA. His last timeout, um, I believe he pitched against the Astros. Yeah, it was in the last series. Um, he gave up a home run to Carlos Correa on a hung curveball um, and really couldn't find his location with two strikes. Um, his final stat line for this one was five earned runs, eight hits in five and two thirds innings. So if he didn't get bit by the home run ball by Correa, uh, probably would have been a pretty good start. But then you look on the other side of the ball with the Arizona Diamondbacks, we have Merrill Kelly, who's three and two with a 2.5 ERA. Um, he was the Diamondbacks best pitcher, probably still is the Diamondbacks best pitcher, um, in the rotation so far, but he's coming off his worst start of the year. Uh, he allowed four runs on five hits over five innings. Um, against the A's last time. Uh, outside of that start, he's been unbelievable for the Diamondbacks. So um, I'm going to stay away from that game also just because uh, I think there's a little bit of value on the Rockies if you want to throw that in there. But I think uh, the Diamondbacks' minus 160 favors is just a little way too steep here. So um, that rounds out the MLB for today. I'm going to move on to the NBA. We have at – I think this is one thirty eastern we have the bucks and the magic the bucks again minus 13 and a half on the spread Uh, i don't have a money line listed here but it's probably upwards of like 15 minus fifteen thousand or 1500 Uh, total set at 225 something i've noticed here with the nba is because these games are played in a neutral site um, the lines haven't really been shifting as much like the bucks were minus 13 in the first game minus 13 in the second game Um, i believe it was around the same in the third game and now again here in the fourth game with Milwaukee up thirteen or two to one in the series, they're at 13 and a half uh, on this spread line here. So there's no home and away kind of variance there. So lines are going to stay consistent. Um, I don't really have a play on this. Um, it's a lot. I mean, I would have said to take the Bucks every single game in the series for a sweep of more than 13 and a half points, but they ended up dropping game one. Uh, but I'm going to move on to the next one. At four o'clock, we have the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, the Rockets lead the series two to one. The Rockets minus three on the uh, on the spread today, minus 155 on the money line. The total is set at 219 and a half. Um, then at 630, we have the Pacers and the Miami Heat. The Heat are six-point favorites, total set at 216. Now you can get the Heat on the money line at minus 255. Then at 9 o'clock, we have the Los Angeles Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers. Um, again, for the previous series, we got the Heat and the Pacers. The, the Heat are 3-0. and I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, Looking to uh, close out the series against the Pacers. I think they get it done. I don't know about the spread, but then back to the Lakers and Blazers game. The Lakers are seven and a half point favorites, minus 340 on the money line. Uh, Total set at 224 and a half. And that runs out the NBA slate for today. Mm -hmm. Then moving on to the NHL, the last two games of the day, we have the first game of the series between the New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers are a slight favorite at minus 120. Islanders at even money. The total for this game set at five. You can get the Flyers at minus one and a half on the puck line at plus 230 or plus one and a half on the Islanders at minus 270. Now that game's at 7 p.m. And then moving on at 945 tonight, uh, Dallas leads the series 1-0 over the Avalanche. And we have the second game of that series with the Avalanche at minus 145 on the money line, stars plus 125. Um, As for the total, it's at five and a half. And then for the puck line, you can get the favorites, the Avalanche at minus one and a half at plus 185. And you can get the stars at plus one and a half on the puck line at minus 215. Uh, so, just to circle back a little bit uh, for the MLB picks today, I have the Twins with Kent and Maeda going for them at minus 110 on the money line. Then I have Trevor Bauer and the Reds' money line at minus 135. Lance Lynn and the Texas Rangers at plus 122. And Fram- Framber Valdez on the mound for the Astros at minus 155 on the money line. That rounds out my picks for today. Uh, so, Pretty much it. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you tomorrow morning.